and gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we are out here, you know what I'm saying, in these streets. You know, it's Christmas times, you know what I'm saying, you tie chairs, you know what I'm saying? We're out here, you know, if you need some trees, you know what I'm saying? You know, both the smoky time and the real kind, we got you, you know what I'm saying? Did a little trip to Vermont, you know what I'm saying? Walked into the trees, you know what I'm saying? Chopped some of them off. We saw some signs. Signs were like, nah, this is public property, but you know, what is the public? <laughs> and let's be honest, Vermont's white man, bring it back to the natives, man. Fuck them. And that's about it. So come to us for all your trees needs. Oh, man. Um, that that actually, I mean, if you grow Christmas trees and weed, that's good money that's, right there. Not to be funny, that would be kind of fire. Like like the pine smell and the weed smell. You go into the little, like, this feels very like, like shit, I was going to say, it feels like home. That's such a terrible <laughs> Shouts to bad parents out there. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Uh, Well, it's it's been a minute. Like we we you know shit happened. Um, We also had a uh, you know. I'm actually kind of mad because people were like like now like Thanksgiving is evil. It's canceled. You know it's it's you know all the tale that was given to us back in the day. We realize it's not true. Uh, but I love my Thanksgiving, man. Like Thanksgiving's great. Uh, yeah. So we took a break, but we back, man. So uh, let, let, let's get into it. I, I, we we got like a tight a tight podcast today. We got some things to talk about. Um, so let's just kick it off with with your boy Andre Three Thousand um, outselling lots of major rap albums this past week. <laughs> I with the highest I, I, bars in the game if bars for flutes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the thing is what's cool about it, and I again I kind of felt bad, but I kind of didn't because he knew what he was getting into, right? So it's it's very he's somebody where, and apparently he was saying how he dropped some of the he's already dropped a couple of projects, or at least he showed up on certain people's like works and didn't kind of say it was him, kind of did it on the low. So it's kind of cool about how he went with this full court blitz of like media in like two weeks, and it's the return of Andre, and he warned us, so it's just like. Even though it's like, even, and, I, and, I, and this is not a good fucking analogy, but I'm going to use it anyway. It's like a car accident. Even though you knew it was going to be a flute album, you like, you had to check it out no matter what. You know what I'm saying? You had to slow down. <laughs> and like, I think we kind of touched about it before. I actually liked the album. I think for, I, was afraid, I was afraid it was going to be worse, honestly. So I thought it was going to be a lot more... I'll say more esoteric, a little bit more earthly, a little bit more natural. Like there's a lot of like, not to be funny, it, it's not too far removed from like the lo-fi hip hop station. You know, it's it's not completely esoteric. You know, th- t- to a certain extent, there's a lot of melody ideas there. You could almost make an argument some of the tracks, you actually feel like a little groove there. So it's not too, too out there. But again, like I said, I love it. I think to a certain extent, the one good thing about a streaming era is that like anybody can get it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you have your Beyonces. Obviously, you have your Taylor Swift kind of ruling the top of the uh, top of the roost. But at the end of the day, a lot of random shit has been happening in the charts, which kind of makes it kind of vaguely interesting. So I'm not really mad that my man dropped a solo album based strictly on flute and ambient music and is fucking charting on the Billboard. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. I mean, you know, I, I I also like the Andre album, you know, and I think I I don't know. I, part of me was expecting some drums. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a some drum. Give me, give, 
Give me anything, man. Give me, give me know, a little tap on a fucking the, stick. The lo-fi channel got the AO8s going, you know. Um, <laughs> but I, I think once I got into the headspace of the album, I was like, oh, this is great, right? Like, you know, when I was working, you know, last week was mad stressful. And that was great. Like, Lauren and I, we drove up to the, 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 the Catskills and had great conversations, like, a you know, almost a two-hour drive and had that playing in the background. And, like, that was great. And I'm not even saying, like, you know, it being background music is, like, a bad thing. It's just more Agreed. of, you know, you have to put yourself in the proper headspace for it. And it's really kind of cool for people. Obviously, there's memes out there. You know, it, it's, I, I know, it's always, I think it's, like, Key and Peele had, like, an Andre 3000 skit. And, like, there's a lot of, like, you know, stills from that. Or, like, you know, Andre is, like, going to, like, Wendy's with a flute, right? <laughs> um, so obviously the, there's the memes, but I think there's also a lot of people who are kind of like, oh, I get this, right? Like this is, I'm stressed as hell, you know, like, like, you know, economy's in the shitter. I need to relax. This is what this, this album is for. And I think like when you put yourself in that headspace, um, you know, I, I think that this album makes a lot of sense. So that, that's the one thing about the album. The thing about it outselling, you know, a lot of major hip hop releases this week. <laughs> <laughs> that that's actually like a really interesting conversation because I I think a lot of people are kind of I, I guess like you know hip hop kind kind of got th- dethroned by country. Uh, shouts to Morgan Morgan Wild <laughs> Waylon. <laughs> You we're know, gonna have to talk about it. that's a whole podcast on you that. Know, Half of it is uh, selling hip hop flows too. But that's a little story. <laughs> but you know, I I I, I do think. You know, I I don't want to compare, right? Because I, I do feel like comparing Andre, a non hip hop album, to you know, like Ice Space, a little TJ, or you know, West Side Gun, is an unfair comparison. I think it's probably more around you know, hip hop has kind of been at the top of the charts for a long time, and a lot of these artists were able to like really you know dominate the charts, and it's probably something where. I just kind of feel like hip hop needs hip hop is kind of has kind of, has kind of like been you know steadily like streaming along for a long time and now maybe it's just like we it's almost like you know people were saying like MCU fatigue right like um maybe it's the same thing with hip hop where it's just like I don't know like this year I'm struggling to find a lot of hip hop albums that really resonate with me so it's probably like less to do with Andre 2000 and more to do with with kind of like the state of hip hop right now. Um, where agreed, I just, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's and his and I and I'll pre- I preface it with this. I would say that as far as hip hop is concerned, as a whole ecosystem, I think it's a, in a, it's, in a, it's in a really good space. I think that the underground is in a great space. I think there's plenty of records out there. You know, Pink Seafood, Danny Brown came back, JPEG Mafia, you know, somebody even like a no name. Like there's been a lot of great records. I think the issue and we've kind of we've seen this life for a minute where the old gods are not godding anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is the idea of where you're coming off a year where you had Drake and you had fucking Travis Scott, two of the biggest pop stars on the planet, drop two straight doo albums. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like, you know, and it's like you really can't like look past the fact of where you know on some level mainstream hip hop is kind of dead. You know, I think that's why like somebody like a sexy red, and no this towards her because I actually like sexy red. I think she's funny, but it's it's very interesting to kind of see how when somebody like that shows up, they suck up all the air. Where like you know 
like you know there's always or even an ice spice and and the thing is i, I know that people kind of go at them where it's like oh because they're female mcs because they think they get on the looks or whatever whatever sexualized sexualized i just think that we're so starved for anything that's new that and this is sad that the idea of like you know a popping female mc unfortunately feels like a breath of fresh air in in this fucking sea of mid fucking mainstream ass dudes you know what i'm saying like you know at the end of the day people may go at fucking and i and i which i thoroughly disagree by the way as far as rapping skills of ice spice i think she's underrated but it's very interesting that people go at her, but don't go at, let's say, hypothetically, like fucking little baby. You know what I'm saying? It's very interesting how that kind of feels very gendered. And I and I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I think that it's also a good place to be, if that makes any more sense for hip hop. I don't know if it was necessarily meant to be the big pop, the big pop, like, you know, the mainstream, the the big, the big thing in American music. I think to a certain extent it thrives better in the underground. I think a lot of genres do. And I'm kind of happy it is where it is. You know, I follow this Alphonse Pierce who writes for the for Pitchfork and he always does like a yearly, yearly, a weekly roundup of all the new hip hop songs and what he's been listening to. And I find it fascinating because it's always new shit. It's always yeah. some random rapper and it's always a random rapper from somewhere that's not New York, Cali, Miami or fucking Chicago. It's always dope. It's always like you got to go to the YouTube Lucy's to find it. And I think it's a vibrant space to be for the underground. So there's a lot of great rap, rap, rap stuff out there. There's a lot of mainstream. I think it's not to be funny. It, 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 it kind of deserves not to be. I think to a certain extent, you know, everybody kind of got lazy. And I think the most telling thing was, you know, not to really throw a lot of sh more shots at Drake, you know, drop, he dropped the For All My Dogs, you know, which is an okay album. Um, and then two weeks later, he says, oh, well, you know, after the album dropped, I went to the studio and worked on these on these songs and have an EP called, you know, the Scary Hours, because you like the last Scary Hours EP. So I'm calling it Scary Hours 3, but it's not really an EP because I'm putting it on the album to get my, you know, quote unquote subtext being to get my streams up. So it's like if the God is like on some like I dropped some whack shit and we try to fucking fix it, it tells you where hip hop is. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, and look, I. I I will close this out in saying, like, you know, this is a very interesting year for hip-hop. I think there's a lot of good hip-hop out there. I think definitely it's a little saturated, but obviously there, there's, there's good tracks. But the most interesting thing for me is that, you know, you have Andre 2000 making a flute album. You have uh, Lil Uzi Vert making, you know, Jersey Club. <laughs> and you have... And, uh, you'll... <laughs> and bad new metal. Very yeah. bad new metal. <laughs> yeah. And you have, like, Lil Yachty making, like, you know, um, I don't know, Tame Impala type music. You know, Tame Impala, <laughs> Tori Moi, um, which I love that album, by the way. Um, it might be in my top 10. Um, people have already... It's, it's been my Spotify wrapped, and people are, like, asking me to defend it, and I, and I have over this past weekend. Um, <laughs> but all that to say, I mean, I, I, I think, obviously, hip-hop is, is, you know, ever-growing, ever-changing, and, you know, it's really interesting to kind of see people being like, you know what, maybe it's not just a type beat... <laughs> YouTube, you know, like a uh, type beat from YouTube and like a mic and like, like, you know, post it on SoundCloud or whatever. Like now, like, let's explore some different things. So, you know, hip hop is always going to be evolving. It's a 50th year of hip hop. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I just want people to be along for the ride. If, if your artist is kind of doing something different, um, it's just because the, the formula is very easy to repli replicate, not saying like you're going to like be a, a huge star, you're going to be great, but we, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit easy to replicate this, you know, in 2023, 
So, you know, I, I just think that we're probably in a time where things are going to get, you know, shooken up again, which is always exciting. And this is why hip hop is like one of the, like the best genres in the world. Cause it's always re- reinventing itself. No, absolutely. Agreed. And like I said, it's, it's something where I'm, I'm really, really, again, even the fact of, like I said, Lil Yachty dropping a fucking psych rock album. Yeah. Who would have thought? And who I think that's what's hip. And that's what hip hop thrives on where you really can't dictate like, you know, there's a lot, you know, I won't say there's necessarily just trends, but I guarantee you there's like, you know, there's there's somebody kind of keeping an eye on saying like, all right, you know, this club music kind of popular. If we do this and, you know, add a little pop singer on top, it could kind of make it blow. Like you really can do that with hip hop. Hip hop is totally random where like tomorrow fart noises could be the number one thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that let's kind of make the, the genre fucking awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the next thing, I guess, wow, I guess it's, it's, it kind of bleeds into what we were talking about before. Um, Spotify, which we, we all love, and sarcasm, has laid off a good percentage of his workforce, 17%. That's a large chunk of motherfuckers got laid off. Um, there's an argument to be made that a lot of the current sins in music are kind of laid at, you know, Spotify's feet, where, you know, to a certain extent, you know, for, for, for all you... Uh, <laughs> for all you Gen Gen Zers out there, you know there was a period of time where the music industry like is going to fall apart. You know CD sales weren't selling. You know MP3s were everywhere, and to a certain extent, streaming came along and kind of saved it, but kind of also hurt at the same time. Where for the most part, the way music was devalued before, or profits would get eaten up by the record labels, this kind of you know I guess entrenched a position where you know for the most part, there's one gatekeeper selling all the goods. Who gets all the money? Who splits it among all the record labels and gives artists none of a cut? So at the end of the day, you know, even though Spotify can be like the great Satan for a lot of people, it's kind of is sad because it's people who are losing their jobs. People who, and I know guys who work at Spotify, who are generally passionate about music. The yeah. sad thing about Spotify is the fact of where the corporate heads don't give a fuck. They could be selling fucking sprockets, but people who work at fucking Spotify actually care about it, and you know, it just sucks. You know, it's it's not hard to see why on, on a bigger level. I mean, they gave Joe Rogan fucking two hundred fucking million dollars, <laughs> yeah. And that weird pivot to fucking podcasting also was kind of a little questionable. Because, but maybe not though. Because again, me and Stone out here flossing. You know, <laughs> we're, we're out we're, here for. We're we're Spotify these trees until they take gooses. us down. You know what I'm saying? I got my I got my Canadian goose with like gold trimming. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here. The, the rubies are rubying out here in the fucking cold. But yeah, no. So you, you kind of see it, and again, it, it falls to be an issue of where you know the great gatekeeper of music had an idea of fucking expanding, it failed, and the little people who actually enjoy making music kind of suffered. And I think it is kind of just doesn't really bode well in general for the way kind of capitalism kind of treats artistry and music in general. Because and let's be honest, if Spotify was doing great either way, three or four quarters, you always have endless growth. And there aren't that many new babies being born worldwide to be new Spotify subscribers. So this is always going to be like, you know, a certain point of where they would kind of lay people off. I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, maybe, and again, this is being an optimist, you know, as they kind of reevaluate the business model and realize that, hey, it's not really kind of turning out the way they hoped it would. They kind of figured out a way to make it more equitable, not only for their employees, but also for the artists themselves. But, you know, one can dream. Yeah, you know, I, I I think it's really interesting. So number one, like Spotify wrapped, uh, dropped last week, which is, I have to say, the most brilliant marketing campaign, yes. I think, in the past 10 yes. years. And it's kind of why I'm on Spotify, because like, like I'm, I'm sorry, Apple, new, um, Apple Music Hits, <laughs> <laughs> that FOMO is real. 
you know uh, but you know you're you're like texting your friends like you're sharing it you know we have like a whole music channel at work we're sharing it at work like you know and it's really interesting and i think it's really like uh you know it's a really it's a it's a it's a brand it's a great brand and it's also something where it's where people are consuming music you know it, it, it is the dominant music streaming platform um you know having that said um now it's just you know they they really tried to do way too many things like podcasting audiobooks like you know they 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 try to do a lot and they're they're the focus is off the ball um but i think the other thing too is like you know even though i rag on apple music i'm glad there's you know them and title uh and even like soundcloud and i don't know what bandcamp's doing anymore but you know <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just think that we shouldn't put all our eggs in one basket, right? And I think like Spotify being a monopoly is a terrible thing for artists. Um, I think you know they they also change the way that they count music streams, where you have to have a minimum of a, of a thousand streams before they pay you. And even though they're yeah, paying you like a fraction up. of a cent, it's just more of like the fact that you know I, there's a lot of people who barely get a thousand streams right so that means like the music they're putting on the platform is pretty much worth nothing uh, which is kind of crazy so you know if we just like put all the power into this one company um that you know obviously just by what they're doing this week and then you know over the course of like their whole existence it's driven by capitalism right they're not driven by art at the end of the day it's like ones and zeros um it's just not it's just not a great look for music so i i I feel like you know spotify is always going to be around rapt was great but you know as a music consumer you know and i'm seeing this too like you know people are going out to shows they're like finding ways to support the artists they love and i think we need more of that we just don't want to have all of our eggs in one basket because you know at the end of the day like spotify could be like you know what it's ten thousand streams before we pay anybody like they can do that (laughs) Like yeah, I'm, and I don't think it'll happen only because there is a lot of work labeled money behind it. But Spotify could not exist. They could be like, all right, we'll figure out something else. We'll make some other, some other fucking application where you know we'll keep all the streaming money as opposed to paying a third party. You never know. Well, I mean that's the thing too. Like, like the reason why they went so heavy on podcasts is because you know they didn't have to like they they had to like pay out to like record companies. Like they owned, yeah. you know, when they bought, you know, Joe Rogan and like Meghan Markle and all, like they own those properties. So they have to pay out any royalties outside of SpyFi. So like they tried to do that, you know, so I, and I'm surprised they haven't done like a record label or something like that. Um, but yeah, like they, 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 they tried to up in the whole market. Like, you know, if, if podcasts took off like the way that they wanted to, like they would have dropped music in a second for sure. You know? True, true, true. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. just, yeah. just yeah. diversify, diversify your diversify. bonds. <laughs> like I said, is you know, shout out to anybody who got unemployed, and like I said, hopefully there's a better way forward for everybody. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And then uh, this is a stone recommendation. I've heard about it, I have not a chance to see it, but the yeah, no, you know. So I, 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 I'm throwing this out here because I actually watched this the other day, the the little brother documentary, made the Lord watch. Um, you know, this is not. I don't. This, I guess it's kind of new music, but not really new music documentary. Um, 
but I thought it was really interesting. It's on YouTube. It's free. Um, I, you know, now that I live in the woods, I wasn't able to catch the uh, live screening uh, in the city. But it's a really interesting documentary. And, you know, even though, like, I love Little Brother uh, since uh, was the listening and, and, you know, even like Foreign Exchange, all the offshoots, I had, I don't think I knew the entire story. Um, and I think it was like kind of real and raw and it was just really interesting. And a lot of times too, like, you know, obviously we talk about like, you know, the music labels and like how they're evil. Well, also too, like we were getting together with friends <laughs> and you know, you're just, you just want to make music and you just want to like make cool shit. But then the business side gets into it like that like also is a rift right like you know it's just like you know you want to make cool music for the rest of your life but you also have to pay the bills you got like you know um you know (laughs) kids you have like mortgage you know like you're getting older and and it's really interesting to kind of see that part of the story uh as well and like the decisions that people are making um and kind of like it, it, it's not like, you know, I mean, obviously I kind of knew the band versus the label. Right. Uh, but I didn't know like the in, interpersonal band versus band member kind of um, struggles with trying to make art <laughs> in a capitalist world. Right. So um, look, at, look at Hall Notes. <laughs> yo, yeah, we forgot to talk about Hall Notes. <laughs> yeah. It's just like Hall wants to keep on, you know, on his masters, make music so and so. Oates is on something like, nah, bro, let me fucking sell out, sell my fucking part of the catalog, cash out, have this fucking generational money. And you see it right there. Or at the end of the day, and again, that's an easy one where yeah. at the end of the day, they're both rich. Imagine when you're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it, it, I, I would definitely recommend it. I actually recommended it to a couple of people who actually didn't know about Little Brother, which is interesting. Know, I mean, people who, who are not listening to this podcast. <laughs> 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 but you i mean you have to remember like little brother is not that big um in the grand scheme of themes <laughs> yeah, that if kanye west was in their video <laughs> you know they're 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 not that big um but no I, I i think it's just like a really interesting documentary and just like again like the interpersonal um disagreements and, and kind of like trying to make music with like friends but also trying to do it's like you're going into business together it's like it's no different from opening up like a restaurant or something at the end of the day and like you know i don't know I, it. <laughs> yeah it's it's so crazy how that shit happens too and i know this is like an aside but like i've just been in like um recording like sessions right where like somebody might like add something to a lyric and somebody might like do this or like somebody might have an idea for a riff and it's like very collaborative and then, like, two or three days later, like, the lawyers have to come in and kind of figure out who did what. And you're all just <laughs> in a recording studio, high as hell. You don't know who did, did what. <laughs> you know? And that, like, kind of crazy, amazing, like, organic collaboration now has to be quantified for business sense. So, it's, yeah, yes. it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It sucks. It sucks. All right. Uh, now it's time for our favorite part. New music. New music. I I guess I'll kick it off only because uh, Stone had the uh, little brother was kind of watched it. So let me have throw a little bit of my little two two sets in the podcast. Uh, Pink Panthers. Have you had a chance to listen to it? 
I have not. No. Uh, all right. So I'll say this much. And as you know, me and Stone, huge fans. You know, the alg- algorithm generated artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pretty sure the first AI bot ever created. <laughs> but, you know, we had a running joke about how, like, you know, you know, for the most part, a new artist comes out there. Interesting sound that's very old school, but very new, very fresh, very breezy. You know, I, you know, we joke, but I generally liked her songs. I liked her first. I don't think she's calling an album, I guess, mixtape or EP or whatever it was. I thought it was very solid. It's kind of a resurrection of like drum and bass and garage, but very light and airy. So she finally dropped her debut album and uh, it's fine. Um, it's it's kind of frustratingly fine. It's the idea of where, you know, for somebody to come up to a fresh sound where I've seen it kind of already aped, like uh, there's a J-pop group called New Jeans. When I first heard one of their singles, and I was like, this is this is the new Pink Panther single, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just weird to have somebody come out there. And I'm not going to say it's an iconic sound, but it's definitely a new twist on the old sound. Um, somebody whose kind of allegiance is already in electronic music. You know, I was expecting something a little different. And the thing is, not to say this is bad, it's just perfectly serviceable. And, and I think it goes to the idea of where, you know, to a certain extent, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of sucks because you kind of still see the like the record label hand at things where, you know, she's somebody where she had one of the bigger singles in Pop Arena with her and Ice Spice. And, you know, it feel like the world's the oyster. I'll be honest with you, I was hoping something more a little Kalila-ish. Something a little bit more like, you know, electronic focused or strange. And here's the thing. If you like her other tracks, you'll like this album because it's perfectly fine. You have a little bit of a drum bass garagey. It's very light airy. It's very chill. It's very relaxed. But there's no meat in those bones. And I think it's a little this. It is interesting because I think that there's a lot of opportunity now. You know, music is weird. Let me kind yeah. of go back to bring it back again. So you've got Beyonce, biggest pop star in the world, dropping like 90s house records. You've got Drake trying to do Tropicalia last year. You know, the lane is pretty open. Going back to what we were discussing about Fiati, you know, saying people are trying to do different things. And it's almost weird hearing, like, I guess she's 20 now. This very young artist kind of doing the most expected things that you would ever expect out of her as if this was kind of a preordained lane. And something kind of just bothers me about it that makes any word sense because it feels like there's an opportunity here to do something a little different. And, you know, while it's perfectly fine, it just feels like brown ground music at H&M, honestly. Yeah, that, that, that's really, like, kind of sad to hear. Um, and, and that's the thing, like, like Pink Panther, like, like Boy's a Liar, I think. It, and she she even was surprised, by, like, it went to number one in the States, right? Like, like she was just like, this is a B-side I made with Miramasa. <laughs> some basement you know in the uk and like you know like like now is the number one song in the states right and i feel like i don't know like sometimes when labels get a hold of things they're like okay cool but right and it's like oh you gotta kind of water it down you gotta like you can't make it too like like edm or too drum and bass or like too like this because like it'll turn off people and i feel like it's a very um, old school way of thinking, right? You're like, you're talking with people who listen to K-pop. They listen to Bad Bunny. They listen to like you know like whatever. I feel like the like a lot of times when you just like restrain artists in in 2023, um, you know like like I I just kind of feel like you're underestimating the audience and not saying like everybody's gonna like gravitate Agreed. to. Yeah, you know, I said 100%. Like, you know, if you if you do if you do a flute album, 
You know, you're not going to do great numbers, right? Hey, hey, he he did some numbers, though. You know, know. but I I, I feel like Pink Panther has had, like, you know, a sound, a vibe. And, you know, she was, like, kind of digging into something that was really interesting. Um, And I just hope that she's able to continue to do that. Uh, And look, you know, I, I think of her as almost like the new Doja Cat in a lot of ways. Where like Doja yeah, Cat cool. was, um, you know, SoundCloud rapper, Dilly, like, you know, very, um, not even the experimental stuff, but like, you know, like a lot of like laid back beats, a lot of like SoundCloud beats. Uh, and now she's a pop star and, you know, she still has a lot of elements of that into her sound, even though she's like working with, you know, Dr. Luke, you know, fuck that guy. Um, but she still like <laughs> continues to kind of have some of those things. And I can see the same thing for Pink Panther is, um, you know, it's just like I, I think it's like you have to have the right kind of people behind you. you have to have the, like the right like um, attitude about, about the thing. Like, obviously, you can't you know be doing a lot of bedroom tracks and you know try to make that Drake money. But I think there's a there's a balance, and I and I think you know Doji Cat is kind of a, a good archetype for that. Um, and you know, you know, again, like Pink Panther is like 20 years old, so. Yeah, um, there's a got lot. Time. There's a lot of time there, um, and you know, I think she's really talented. I think you know, like the fact that she produces and sings is really cool. So um, you know, I'll definitely check this album out. But I'm not surprised at, at the direction that the, that this album went. Yeah, no, it's, it's, again, it's it's a, it's an opportunity there. Like I said, it was just very interesting because you know, it's a time of where like again like a lot of pop stars are swerving in weird ways or at least kind of like trying something different and she's somebody where you know particularly at her age you know it feels like a lot of it is led by the youth so it's weird to kind of have somebody drop like you know like a lounge drum and bass album that would be playing in like fucking a health food store in 2024 you know what i'm saying yeah 2023 yeah yeah and the next one is vagabond sorry i have not called Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I finally got around to listen to uh, Vagabond. Um, she's an artist that kind of came out of, like I guess like whatever's left of the Brooklyn indie scene. <laughs> it's just it's this one sad bar selling fucking twofers <laughs> with a jukebox playing the Strokes. You know, like <laughs> the beer and shot combo is like ten dollars now. You know. Um, but uh but yeah so you know she has a self-titled album that dropped i think like right before the pandemic or during the pandemic um and it was like a really interesting mix of like kind of indie like you know almost like a really lo-fi like lcd sound system kind of i don't even know like like you know that type of like electronic but indie vibe um but also to obviously a little bit of soul, a little bit, you know, of just like melodic um, influences, and a little bit of tech, you know, almost like uh, EDM influences as well. And I was like, really cool. I saw her twice in one year, uh, I think like 2022, I think. And it's really interesting too. Like her first show, I think she was still getting the vibes, and her second show, like she's got it down. And I think like this album is, I think her third album. And it's just really interesting because she's like super confident <laughs> about herself. You know, she's super confident about her sound. Um, you know, it, it, it's very much like a, I want to call it a coming of age album, but she's just like, you know what? <laughs> I got this indie touring money. 
y'all can't tell me shit. <laughs> That's kind I of give the vibe. No like, I, I, yeah, no fucks given. You know, I'm the last one left. This is all you got. You're gonna have to come listen to my music. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know. So I, I think like that is really interesting. It's a really interesting glow up for her. And I think like the lyrics are kind of like, yo, I was making out with your best friend. You know, like <laughs> no fucks given. You know, um, I think it's just kind of really cool to see that. And like, if you've seen her live and you've seen like the, the transition from that album to this album, um, you, you can kind of see that. And this album is definitely a lot more EDM, a lot more four, four to the floor danceable beats. Um, you know, it's definitely a lot more of a, a, a party album. If, uh, I did that in quotes. Uh, if that makes any sense. Whereas I think there's a few um, tracks on her last album that are kind of like that, like boring me down. But like, this is like a, that taking that concept across almost a full album, which I thought was really interesting. So um, it's a it, it's a good listen, and you know, I it, like I said, it's really kind of cool to see artists evolve um, and come into their own. And you know, I was just like, really impressed by the whole the whole thing. So you know, check it out. You know, it's, 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 and that's kind of been fascinating with her is the idea of where, you know, she came out as like this indie rock ingenue who plays very quiet guitar and who's very singer songwriter and almost folky. And I remember when we saw her live, like, you know, at post pandemic, yeah. and she was on some, like, literally on some, like, look, A, I'm happy y'all are here to see me. I'm, I'm overdressed. I'm an audience. But B, during pandemic, I've learned to give no shits and I'm playing, I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's kind of cool, like you said, to kind of see somebody kind of glow up and kind of become their own. And I think it's kind of awesome that, you know, again, I'm not saying it's easy because trust me, being in position is very hard. But I think it's kind of like cool watching somebody kind of coming into their own from considering where they began and kind of become become more comfortable in their skin and kind of not necessarily walk away from. It's almost like you have to walk away from your influences to come back to really, really embrace them again. You know what I'm saying? Your own way. And yeah. it's kind of cool to kind of see her kind of, you know, have reached that full circle. So, you know, good for her. Props to her. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And on, on that note, we're heading out. You know what I'm saying? We're about to go out there. We got some customers online. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm out here, you know, flossing out in our expensive Montclairs and, you know, Canadian goose goats. You know what I'm saying? Pushing those trees. Wink, Ar- wink. Hint, hint. Ar- Arcteryx. Arcteryx is a new hotness. Nobody fucks with <laughs> Canadian goose anymore. Arcteryx is a new hotness. It is true. And the thing is, not to be funny, I was like, oh, no, this got to be, that shit is expensive as fuck, bro. I thought it was going to be on some, like, fucking, the Columbia jacket, you know what I'm saying? I was like, nah, that shit's real-ass money, man. That like, shit's on some shit where, if you're going to climb the Himalayas, <laughs> that's I, I the need, shit they be wearing. I, I need to see the goose merit personally. <laughs> <laughs> and the feathers plucked one by one <laughs> by a Sherpa. Like, that, that's, what we're, that's, that's, that's the level we're at right now. <laughs> and on that Ooh. note, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go. As usual, we love y'all. Thanks for listening. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's our favorite time of the year. Is the best ofs. We'll be counting everything down. All the music we loved. Most importantly, the music we hate. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>